Hi guys, it's Sober Nathan. I just wanted to let this be the first thing you hear, even before our little intro, that this is a very, very heavy episode. It deals with, like, some very strong language. It deals with some sexual topics. It deals with religious trauma. So if you feel like you need to skip this episode, there are no hard feelings. We will see you next week. I just wanted to give y'all plenty of time. There are some trigger warnings throughout the episode, but I wanted you to have one extremely upfront before this episode started in case you felt like you needed to not listen to this one. I hope you enjoy. Please take care of yourself and enjoy the episode. Yes, we're about to find out. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome back from... Oh, wait, what was I going to say? We were in New York! <laughs> <laughs> yes, but now we're back. And better than ever. Honey, we're going to get drunk. Oh, wait, clink. Drink, a little sip. Oh, well, I that fine. You let a man actively come on your chest. Well, well I that fine. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I am going to go ahead and with that, tell you that there's some real strong language that's oh, yeah. going to be used today. Oh, in. Yeah. Not by me. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, there's, but there's some real strong. No, it's okay. Okay, you we're going to go it. ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> I'm going to say it once. <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> the shortest podcast episode we've ever had. Um, anyway... We get demonetized. I wasn't making money anyway. <laughs> but it's like a permanent ban yeah. on it. Um, anyway, with all of that, there is going to be very strong language today. Go ahead and slate. Tell us who you are, what number, and what we're doing. Who am I? I'm John Voucher. <laughs> Which, okay, hold on. Pause for a second. <laughs> I saw a TikTok this afternoon, and it was like, shouldn't have... Javert known that it was Jean Valjean and somebody like not spliced it what is it um when you stitch they stitched it you're no help <laughs> you just sat there and watched me um <laughs> they stitched it and they were like canonically canonically the only reason Javert knew who Jean Valjean was was not because of his face not because of like his build or anything it was because he had super strong muscles Javert is gay <laughs> Yeah. It's true. And we should say it. And on that note. Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, BJ here. Uh, we are doing episode 82. What? 82. 82. 82. Um, I'm illiterate, so don't count on me. We're so um, we're so close to Hades Town. We're so close to Hades Patrick Town. Page announced he was leaving today, everybody. That's amazing. Good I for love, him. You, I didn't finish slating, though, and you cut me off. Thank you for coming in. Silencing black voices. Um, Yet again. <laughs> and he laughs. Uh, so the show we're doing... Because I thought, uh-huh. if it's the last thing I do, Which well, is all... If it's the last thing you'll do, it's silence black voices. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> I'll keep it in, though. Uh, the show we're doing is a strange loop. <laughs> 
Which we saw. We saw. We saw a strange loop on Broadway. We saw most of a strange loop on Broadway. You, I saw all of it. Yeah, I didn't see I, the last 20 minutes. I have been cursed with the gift of sight. And it was to see a strange loop. Um, so, BJ, before we get into it, yeah. let's get, like, initial, like, okay. responses from it. <clears throat> um, I loved it. It's a really good musical. I think it's a very good musical. It's well-written. It's smart, uh, and not in a, uh, you-have-to-be-smart kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very much, uh... Easily accessible uh, for everyone as far as uh, thematic themes. Um, but, wow. I mean, it, can't, it comes out the gate strong. Honey? Like, it comes out the gate strong. There it will is... be butt-fucking. <laughs> it is so good. It is so good. And it is so funny. And it is so sad. <laughs> yes. It is so sad. So, I... I know about this show because of Taylor Smith, friend of the podcast. Yes. Uh, he was in a, he was, when he was in grad school, or his first year of grad school, he did a, like a gay theater literature, literature class. Mm-hmm. What is the, theater for, what was that class you took? It was basically that, with Chris. Oh, uh, um. It was a gay and lesbian theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, and he messaged me and BJ, honestly, I think separately, and was like, y'all gotta listen to this. It's a wild show. And I had, I personally had never heard of it before. And I remember driving down the interstate one night, and I was like, let me listen to A Strange Loop. Like, and I think you had listened to yeah. it. And I was talking to you, I was like, I think I might listen to it. And you're like, absolutely listen to it. And I have never, I'm pretty, pretty raunchy, pretty, like, pretty, it takes very, a lot, it takes a lot to, like, shook me. I remember driving down the interstate with my jaw, like, open, like, what is happening? And it was the, um, oh my god, what number is it? It's the, um, Inwood Daddy song. Yes. (laughs) like what the fuck is happening in this show um now so i highly suggest listening to it and i highly suggest listening to it if you are a white person before you watch the show because i think yes i think had i not listened to it and just gone into it i would have been so shocked i could not have fully grasped that show yeah Watching it at the Lyceum Theater. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> lots of heavy themes today. Um, what did you call me? No. <laughs> um, so, it was wild. Garrett Clayton was there. He was not in the show. He was in the audience. He was three seats away. Yes, he was. Um, I did not sit next to BJ. It's the only show our entire time there that we mm-hmm. sat apart from each other. Our friend Elena came. She sat in between us. And I remember, and this happened a week ago, so, you know, uh, I remember looking, at one point, I was, like, hunched over in my seat, just, like, staring at the stage, and I heard BJ crying, and I was like, we are having two violently different reactions (laughs) to this show, and they were kind of in the same neighborhood, but, um... Same neighborhood, different streets. Yeah, yeah. So, I will openly acknowledge the elephant myself in the room 
that this is a show by black voices for black people. So I can only talk about my experience. BJ can only talk about his experience. I cannot speak for the black community. Obviously, I'm not trying to. So that won't stop him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just saying, I'm not trying to say that I understand anybody's struggle. I told BJ after the show, I was like, it very much affected BJ when we saw it. And I told him, I was like, you related to all of that show. I related to like one checkbox of that show. Mm -hmm. So please know that I am violently aware of that before we go into this. So, the black struggle. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. Oh my god, not the black struggle. Okay, so, A Strange Loop is a musical with book, music, and lyrics by Michael R. Jackson. Yay, Michael R. Jackson. Wonderful. Incredible. There are videos of him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so please go look up interviews with him. Uh, it was off-Broadway in 2019, and then it was in Washington in 2021, which is wild that they were, like, actively doing stuff, like... I mean, it was, like, post, quote-unquote, post-pandemic, but they were like, okay, it's time to mount this onto Broadway yeah. now. Um, and then it opened on Broadway in 2020 at the Lyceum Theater in April. Okay, so, it is, it is, if you've ever seen title of show, it is a musical about a man writing a musical about a man writing a musical. Specifically, a black queer man writing a musical about a black queer man writing a musical about a black queer man. Therein lies the strange loop. Um, and so, it struggles with what his voice is as an artist, who he is as a person, where he falls in the gay community, where he falls in the black community. It's wild. And how he juggles all of that into putting his own artistic voice out there and what that means for his show. And is it, am I kind of like, is it just enough to me for me to write my show and do my show the way I want it to? Or do I need to sell out to make money? Mama, a struggle. Truly. So, let's talk about nominations. Let's do it. I thought this was going to sweep. I thought it was going to sweep the Tonys. I thought it was. Having seen it, I get why it didn't. Fair. I thought it was going to get Best Actor. It should have. I'm still very surprised. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love MJ the Musical. The music is great. I mean, it's Michael Jackson. But... He should have gotten it for Usher. Yes. He should have gotten it for Usher. Okay. So, Tony Award nominations. You know how we like to do it. Charlie Rawson got a nomination for Best Orchestration. Drew Levy got one for Sound Design. Jen Shriver got one for Lighting Design. Arnolfo Maldonado. Wow, Maldonado. Maldonado. Sometimes we just have to sound things out. Sounds it out, baby. Best scene at design. Stephanie Brackett got one for uh, Best Direction. 
Lee Morgan, L. Morgan Lee. I knew I was going to do that. L. Morgan Lee got one for Best Featured Actress. She was phenomenal. Uh, John Andrew Morrison got one for Best Featured Actor. Jaquel Spivy got one for Best Actor. And uh, Michael R. Jackson got one for Best Original Score. Those were nominations. So, very obviously, a very good reviewed show. Got lo lots of nominations. It won Best Book of a Musical and Best Musical. I knew it was going to win Best Musical. Oh, yeah. I had no doubt it was going to win Best Musical. Because that was the year it was up against... Um... Six, MJ, Girl from the West Country. Yeah, no, I deserved to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love sex. I don't even know if Girl was, from the Rest Country was actually nominated for Best Musical. It was there. Well. Anyway. Okay. Oh, God. I just realized what has to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the cast. <laughs> so, Jaquel Spivy won... Oh, so, won. He won Usher. Uh, he plays Usher. Okay. We did not see him. We saw the understudy. Yes. Who was incredible? St Who was his name? What Beyond was his name? Stellar. You have the program. I do. It's Where's the program? The programs are right here, I believe. Um. No, that's Hades Town. God. Spoiler. This is, that's a boarding ticket. We'll find. We'll figure it out. Um. But his his understudy was phenomenal. It's truly like amazing. So Stellar. so good. Um, okay, L. Morgan Lee was thought one. All the rest are thoughts in Usher's head. Yes. So, L. Morgan Lee played one. James Jackson Jr. played one. John Michael Lyles played one. John Andrew Morrison played one. Jason Vesey? 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 What? Played one. Inappropriate. <laughs> and Antoine Hopper played one. My God. What? Oh, is that the base? Yeah. I would marry that man. <laughs> so I would good. marry that man. So good. He was so attractive. Um, so, BJ, <laughs> who would you be in this show? Um, either Usher or the, I think it's Thought 3. The mom one? No, the, the self-hate. Oh, with the shawl? Yes. Oh, love that one. Absolutely. Those would be the two. So good. Well, that's the only thing we need to talk about there. Uh, <laughs> it would be inappropriate. It would. For me to be cast in this show. I would never show up for the audition. I know better. I would have known better at my worst time of not knowing yeah. not to go to that audition. And who's casting me? <laughs> it's y'all's fault as much as it's mine at that point. Anyway. I would play the mom. Oh, there, it is. <laughs> there it is. The mom was wild. Mm. Mm -hmm. That man was incredible. Because yeah. one of the men plays uh, Usher's mom. Because all the thoughts play multiple people that he interacts with in his daily life yes and like one of the guy guys plays his mom and it's so good it's so good it's so good it's so good at the end i was like i didn't even i didn't even process it i was like oh my god his mom's a bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> That's how deep I was into it. Okay. So we saw A Strange Loop at the Lyceum Theater. It was incredible. Um, and it it was just, it was, okay, so what you need to know is it's a black stage with, like, how many thoughts are there? Five? Six. There are six boxes. Like, human-sized boxes all connected to each other, like, towards, like, the back of the stage. An usher comes out. We sat in the mezzanine, everybody's surprised. Usher comes out, and he's ready, and then all the thoughts are in their little boxes. And we get the intermission song. This is also presented without an intermission. Correct. Which, Which is wild. Thank God. No, it makes sense because uh I it would have it would have impeded the flow of the show. Yes, and people would have left. Yeah. So cut to the two white women. Uh, we'll get to them at the end. We'll get to them at the end. <laughs> so so all the thoughts in Usher's head. Because Usher is in a little Usher costume. He's in the red jacket and a red little hat. And all these people are coming up to him. And they're like, Usher, Usher, Usher. How how long is it until the end of intermission? And that's all they want to know. I loved this song. Intermission song? Intermission song was great. It's, it's, well, one, it's real. But... Honey? Um, so he talks about how he is a struggling Usher in New York City. And he works for the Lion King. Um, and he talks about writing his show. The thoughts kind of call out, like, is this how you should start your show? Is like this what, is this even interesting? Should this story even be told? Um, and he was like, I am doing my best <laughs> to get up <laughs> and just try. He's like, sometimes I feel ugly. Sometimes I feel smart. Um, some people stand together and I stand apart. Um... Which is crazy. He brings up Tyler Perry. He brings up white gays and male tyranny. Mm -hmm. um, and his secret inner white girl, who is very dear to him. The white girl is something we will use later. So, <clears throat> he, he says, maybe I don't need changing. Maybe I should regroup. Because change is just an illusion. And I is just an illusion. If thoughts are just an illusion, then what a strange loop. There's a whole step section in this song. Mm -hmm. I was, I, I wish that I would have known how much trouble I was in for the rest of the show. Because I would have been like, that was lovely, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, to avoid what? White guilt. guilt. <laughs> so, but sometimes you have to sit in something to change. Correct. Which is why I don't think those women like that show. Correct answer. What? Anyway. So, <laughs> at the end of the step section, Usher's like, there's two minutes. And that's the end of the song. <laughs> it's so good. Were you sold, BJ? Um, from Intermission Song? Yeah. Yes, I mean, but also he tells you what the premise of the show is going to be, which is him trying to write a musical about being a fat, black, queer person and what that means. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's, you automatically know you're getting set up for a heavy show, pun intended. Like, it's, yeah, he's letting you know, hey. Big black and queer on American Broadway. My God. It, it was wild. And I, 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 it's not on the, it's not on the original Broadway cast recording. But somebody says butt-fucking, and he's like, hey, Usher literally breaks the fourth wall and looks out to the audience. He's like, there will be butt-fucking. Mm-hmm. Which I loved. I was like, you know what? We Nobody know, can be mad. We know, baby. The, okay. <laughs> Cut to me not having had sex in over a year, but... What? Oh, okay, I'm still getting text messages from the other day. They're finally loading onto my my laptop. Okay, so it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> Good God. Good God. Okay, so after work, Usher plans to change the show for the better, and he sings out. He sings the song today. Um. Which really is about him wanting to change the show for the better. Um, oh my god, this is when all the thoughts come out and introduce mm-hmm. themselves. Um, he says, I'm, I met with my landlord today who made me miss the train and I didn't have time to shower so I smell awful. Um, and the tourists are all assholes, which cut to a man vomiting on the subway while me and BJ were trying to get home from the Stonewall Inn. He said, no gay rights. He said, garlic? That that <laughs> comment, that right there almost made me vomit. <laughs> In real life, act up, fight AIDS, it almost got me on that train. I know. And I'm usually pretty like, somebody has vomited, we don't have time for me to also be sick. Like, I usually kick into like, mom mode. That's why I had to make jokes, because we couldn't do anything about it. We're on a fucking subway. I, I immediately kicked in, I was like, does he not have a mop? Is there a bucket? Do we have a bag for this man? No. I want to know. I if I could have one answer in this world, mm. it would be the answer to why. Um, and then <laughs> and then after that, it would be who killed John Benet Ramsey? Who's uh-huh. the brother allegedly? And then third, it would be did that man get home? <laughs> I, I think so. I hope so. I don't think anybody was with him. No. Well. So one of the thoughts comes out and says, Usher, how, they say, how you doing? It's very Wendy Williams. The second one is more Wendy Williams than the first one is. It says, it's your daily self-loathing. I had some time to kill, so I thought I'd stop by to remember just how truly worthless you are. Mm. BJ to me. This is BJ's good morning text to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bitch. Hello, bitch. Uh, the other one says, Usher, how you doing? It's your financial faggotry. Uh... And ooh, child, and ooh, child, um, (laughs) do you have a second to discuss the situation with shitty bank student loads? Usher is poor. He needs money. We're setting up for future endeavors. Um, Usher is talking about how to restructure his show to show the story's full potential. Okay. There are some words that I cannot say. Yeah. Um, so, a, another thought comes and says that he is there to check to see if he's ready to invest in 
uh, Cookie, Luscious, and Beehive, the Stellar Awards, or Wakanda Forever, so we can finally get you into something that is unapologetically black. Because it seems like Usher is at ends with his culture. And as a gay man, and this is coming from a white gay man, it seems as though there is some internalized homophobia, specifically in the black community, mm-hmm. towards black men who identify as queer. Yes. Okay. Heavily. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. I knew that statement to be true. Yeah. <laughs> But you're not trying to make it for... Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Um, I, a black queer person, will corroborate this statement. <laughs> yes, you are telling the truth. If you hear if you hear a thumping sound, that's me just stamp of a <laughs> Um, So that is something that he has to deal with. So we've got... Right off the bat, this is the third, third thought. Yeah. We've got financial struggles. We've got internal struggles, and then we've got Usher struggling with his story. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Okay, so another thought comes in and says, Usher, I am your supervisor of sexual ambivalence. You can rest assured that I've sealed the gates to your body and mind so that nothing can get inside your butthole until you give the word. Which, good for this one. I liked this one. She's like, you're struggling with enough. I'll give you one. I'll give you one thing. So Usher says, I want to break the cycle that's so ingrained in me, but change comes way too slow, so, way too slow, and I'm in a hurry. There's all this rejection, which brings such misery, but with my white girl music, I'll drown out the flurry of today. Which is wild. And so, <laughs> at the end, Usher, Usher says, today I plan to change myself. And one of the thoughts is like, okay, girl, whatever. Yeah. Okay, girl. This is me every day where I'm like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to drink all the water today. I'm going to work out. Okay, bitch. Guess what? You're still depressed. <laughs> like, what are you going to do about it? It's it's the, it, this is the song of uh, good intentions versus intrusive thought. Yeah. Well, okay. I've talked to Rachel before uh, about like. Weekly shout out to Rachel. Weekly shout out to Rachel McRoberts. Uh, don't bother her. <laughs> um. So. About, like, I've asked her before, I was like, Rachel, I want to do things that better myself. How do I, like, become that person? And she's like, oh, you're talking about, like, who you are versus, like, the sense of self right yeah. now. And I'm like, she's like, this is, like, a big struggle. She's like, this is normal, but this is not something you just do overnight. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's the thing that everyone <laughs> has yeah. to deal with. So, uh, depression or not, finding a sense of self is... Woof, you know? Yeah. So, then we get the first sense of real conflict in this show, which is we want to know. Mm-hmm. Not Alanis Morissette. That's you ought to know. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, that was funny. Okay, so, <laughs> so... Usher gets a phone call. Okay? Y'all, it's from his parents. I was so stressed because I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) So they call and say, we want to know what's going on in New York. We want to know what's going on in your life. And at that point, I had heard the show before, BJ. Now, 
to be fair, I listened to a strange loop maybe a year year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I listened to it once. So that was also like the orig- original recording before it was on Broadway. So I was like, oh my god, Usher's parents don't know he's gay. They know. So they say, with people they live in such a way, and to heck with what the Bible says. Oh no. Um, we want to know what's going on in New York if you've been chasing your dream. Cause, and this is what pissed me off. This immediately put me against the parents. Yeah. Was because after what me and your dad went through to get you to NYU, it appears you've just been running around without any direction. Did you want to help me or did you want to hold it over my head? Boom. That is an answer and also an affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate people like that. Yes. No, that, uh, that's someone who was a parent, not for being a parent, but... Uh, Control. Yeah, and narcissism. Look at this thing I made. And it's mine. It's a reflection of me. Now, why do you hate it? Because it's a reflection of you. Because it's a reflection of you. Welcome to Jada Pinkett Smith's round table. (laughs) Red table talk. Oh. (laughs) Well, I'm at the table, so it must be round. You're so white. Oh, God. I made a disclaimer at the beginning of this. I will not apologize for where I am. That's what this show's about. Okay, so. It seems like what you wanted to do isn't necessarily what you're gonna do. <laughs> Me! Okay. If that's what you wanted to do, then why don't you just stay here? One of the thoughts says, because you're selfish. Mm. Each time we call you up, you just claim that you've made a connection. Um, you can lie to yourself if you want, but you can't lie to me. Because parents always know, even if they're bad parents, they know. Um, so... I believe it's the mom one says you're running around here with an MFA. So why don't you, when are you going to write me a gospel play? Yes. Oh my God. And everybody's like by Tyler Perry, because Tyler Perry writes real life. Tyler Perry knows how to bring everything together with all the stories and all the singing and all the different people talking. And Tyler Perry doesn't forget to bring in, the spiritualities, because Tyler Perry loves his mama and the Lord. Mm-hmm. So write a nice, clean, Tyler Perry-like gospel play for your parents, please. It's the least you could do after all the love we've gave and after and all the money that they've spent. Mm-hmm. Now, please realize that I am, I am altering some of the lyrics because it does not sound right for me to say. And I'm not trying... I'm, anyway, so. In case you're uh, unaware of what Nathan is referring to, there is uh, a lot of the usage of uh, the N-word. Okay, not in this song. There's a lot of A-A-V-E. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm not trying to, like. I'll do it. Gentrify, you know. (laughs) I mean, that's what I I am doing, but, like. Well, I mean, you're not gentrifying it. You're. You're expressing it in an authentic manner to in me in a way that truly relates to you as opposed to being like, Yeah, I get black struggles. 
Right. Yeah. Correct. You're, 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 you're saying, hey, I, I, I don't understand that because that's not something I could ever go right. through, but I sympathize. That's the important part. I think at one point, it was not when we were watching A Strange Loop, but we were walking through the streets of New York. Oh, God. And I was, tr- I think we were trying to find somewhere to go, uh-huh. and I was trying to ask a question, and BJ and Elena were having a conversation, and BJ said something, like, very heartfelt, like, very personal, and I just looked at him, and I was like, BJ, I respect you, and I'm holding space for what you just said, but I need to ask a question. <laughs> I was trying not to get lost in New York. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I, I, I think the... The thing that is so bothersome uh, about all of the parental soliloquies, if you will, mm-hmm. um, is that they're relatable no matter who you are. Because yeah, everyone's parent has been disappointed at some theoretically. Everyone's yeah. parent's been disappointed at some point for things that you can't control. You've been disappointed in your best friends. Yeah. You're going to tell me that you've never been disappointed in your parents? Oh, uh, all the time. Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you knew. You knew. You knew. Um, yeah. No. So just I, I think that's why it's so frustrating. Is you're listening. You're like this, but also Usher is young. Usher's twenty six. Yeah. And so you have to be like, oh my god, dude, twenty six. I didn't know shit. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, luckily through therapy, able to do now. Um, but, Quickly shout out to go to therapy if you are financially able to. Correct. Um, but just having to get, like, w- even watching it vicariously, you're just like, fuck. Man, sometimes parents are the worst. <laughs> sometimes yeah. parents are shitty people. Well, and it seems like... it. I Again, we a shout out to Rachel. I have talked to her in the past, and it seems like Usher's parents are this way, where they come from a generation who obviously did not have the same mental vocabulary that we do now. And so it's very hard to be like, express your feelings, but they're like in their 50s and they're like, I haven't done that a day in my life. How am I going to do that now? Yeah. And, and, And in a healthy way where you, where I can say what I need to say and you not get hurt. And that's or, also yeah. the double-edged sword because it's like, well, yeah, sure, you can't do that. But in the process, you've done irrevocable damage to me as your child. Yes. So, like, it, it's it's therapy, man. Uh, Honey, <laughs> therapy. Therapy, um, man. He's here to help. <laughs> would you like to pet a dog? Um, Please. His sidekick would absolutely be a golden retriever. Please. Who lays down next to you uh, when you're about to seize? What? 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 You know they have those dogs? When you're about to have like a panic attack or something? Where they come and they like lay next to you? Yes, but not seize. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they they brought the consent seizures before they happened. But like, that was so random because we were talking about therapy and you're like, yeah, you need a seizure dog. What? Are they related? I'm just saying dogs are cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I w- Never Back mind. to the black struggle. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the theme of parental disappointment, like being disappointed in your parents and being uh, 
your parents being disappointed in you is uh, going to be a constant theme in the show. Um, so strap in and strap on. Honey. Also, uh, we haven't talked about it now. Trigger warnings. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in this show that, uh... I can put one, uh, like, a legit one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, like, a lot of religious trauma and a whole bunch of other things that are happening. Um, <laughs> that we will get to later. Yeah. Okay. So the next song. Is BJ's favorite? Arguably, yes. Inner White Girl? Uh-huh. So, he hangs up with his parents. And we get Inner White Girl. Which, so good. Also, watch the Tony performance. Yes, it's so I be- nice. Is it the intermission song? Mm-hmm. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Usher sings, On days his blackness feels like another hurdle that won't get out of his way, his inner white girl starts kicking like a baby. She wants to come out and play. So, Usher has a... Not personality, I guess personality, but like a... I would say it's a facet of his personality. Yeah. That he calls his inner white girl. It's a guard. Yeah. It's an emotional guard that mm-hmm. he, he puts up. Um, where he just kind of listens to like, you know, fun music, bops around. He's like, white girls can do anything, can't they? Black boys must always obey their mothers. White girls can do anything, can't they? Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um... Some days he feels like his blackness is... A treasure. Yes. That's that... always under constant attack. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, his inner white girl protects you, or protects it from marauders. She always takes up the slack. She lets him feel like a sup- a human supernova. Mm-hmm. This is the way I, th- th- I think going into this show, and where Usher is now, the only way he's able to, like cope with life yeah it's the only way he can live yeah okay like he could conquer the earth like he's the heir to the power and oppression her kind have wielded since birth these lyrics yes these lyrics because white girls can do anything can't they they get to be cool, tall, vulnerable, and luscious. They get to be wild and unwise. They get to be shy and introspective. They get to make noise. They, they get, get to, to mesmerize. Yeah. Black boys don't get to be cool, tall, vulnerable, and luscious. Don't get to be wild and unwise. They don't get to make noise. They don't get to fantasize. Okay. This part. This part of the song. His blackness doesn't look blue in any moonlight, which makes him harder to see. That's why he clings to his silly inner white girl, the same one clinging to me. Yes. Usher! Me, okay, I wish y'all could have seen me, and I wish we would have been allowed to take pictures in the Lyceum Theater that were not... I honestly... It's a sim... It's it's 98% a joke. I wish they could, like take a, like, Disney ride picture of you responding to, like, a strange loop, because, like, I was lit, I was literally on the edge of my seat, like, leaned over the seat in front of me. Nobody was there, but I was, like... A travesty. (laughs) Hi, I'm sorry, I'm gonna invade your space for a minute. I was we're leaning... trying to reach you, but your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Are you enjoying the show? So you could buy tickets to the Lyceum Theater's you... production of A Stranger <laughs> Um But you can't pay your student loans. Hi, welcome. If Joe Biden sends me a check for $20,000, I'm buying a house. 
Look, I please I, send me. I'm money. buying a car. Please send me money for student loans that I'm never gonna pay. Please. If God don't do it, it, it just won't ain't get done. <laughs> Sorry. Period. Okay. We want to be free. We want to belong. We want unearned love or validation, but neither come easily. So her siren song keeps us in total subju- subjugation. We can't. Why can't we unleash what's locked inside? Who made up these rules? Black boys must always abide, obey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, white people did. Yeah. I mean. So the reason I like this song, right, is because well, one, obviously, been there. Uh, I felt this for a very long time. I mean, I still do on occasion, but now it's lessened thanks to therapy. Um, but this song is about black men not being able to express themselves. Like, period. Yes. End of sentence. Because anytime they do, they're seen as uh, violent. They're seen as... Or weak. Weak, other... um, They're seen as unwanted. But when white women do it, it's a plus. It's good for them. Congratulations. You're being emotional. You're being vulnerable. Um, So this song's like, well, if they can do it, why can't I? Uh, and it's because society won't allow you, because if you do, you're immediately othered, ostracized, or killed. So, this song is about, well, I can't do that, but I have to do it at some point or I'll die. Mm-hmm. So the inner white girl will do it for me. And it's... <sighs> As someone who had uh, a, an inner white girl for a very long time... Um, it's it's rough, like, watching your life, like, the way you grow up happen on stage. So, I was just like, oh, my God. This is such a good song, and, but I, yeah, no, it's, it's, like, I had one. Like, I had one. I had an inner white girl. We didn't listen to pop. We listened to alt-rock, because that's who I was growing up. But, yeah. um, I just... Also, let me be the first to say that if you're in an environment that you have some control over, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to do this with family, obviously, especially if you're going and, like, relying on them for shelter. But if you're around friends who don't allow you to express emotion, those are not your friends. No, get away. Those are not good people, and you will make new friends. You will make new friends. God, please. If someone's telling you that you can't, you shouldn't express yourself or be authentic, fully kick them in the chest. Don't do that. That's violent. Kick them in the chest. Um, Like, full-on Sparta kick them into the pit. They... You don't need that. You've already got enough negativity from the world, from your life. You don't from need, us? Why would you willingly accept it from people? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I can't argue that one. Um, but, like, why would you accept that from someone you chose to have in your life? That's crazy. Wild. Um, so yeah, Inner White Girl, wonderful song. Sad meaning. Because it's a sad realization that yeah. like, you have to have but Inner like White Girl beat. to survive. Yeah. yeah, but it's got a, such a good pop beat. And yeah. It's like, alright, great. So Usher's thoughts come out, and they're like, Inner White fuck you, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck your Inner White Girl. Fuck your Inner White Girl. What the fuck girl. are you talking what, about? What is she doing for me? Um, and claim that the main character should be have more sex appeal, and tell him to add an ele- element of... Quote, 
slavery or police violence so that the allies in the audience have something intersectional to hold on to. Yes. Oh my god, because it's like real. It's because they they're saying it's because uh, this is a musical for black people. And they're saying, well, if you don't have anything that white people can understand, then why are they going to watch it? Yeah. And I think it it might be right here. I think this is when they're like, you should add, like, the color purple quotes to yes. it. White people love that. And that's, that's, like, the thing is, like, well, it's not for them. They should watch it. Because yeah. it's something that, while they can't We don't matter strangely for the color purple. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, while it's not something they can experience, it's something they can try to understand by learning. Yeah. And that's what's important. Well, but it's for black people because it's an authentic black experience. So, of course, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Well, and, y'all, we've got so much to talk about. And <laughs> and and what, if there was an intermission, act two. Yeah. But like, later in the show. Um, so... A quick aside to tell a story about something that happened. It, you know, y'all know me. So when BJ and I, we lived together in college, and I dated Daniel, who is a black man. And what? Stop! I don't know if they know. And so, <laughs> and so we might have a new listener. So there were. BJ and Daniel would make references, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so they made a list of black culture movies that I should watch, one of them being The Color Purple. Um, and so I, again, kind of like BJ, like, would at least understand, one, what they were talking about in the in the apartment that we all shared, but, like, kind of just understand black culture a little bit more. And so that story leads into there are Color Purple references throughout the show. And so after the show... I asked Elena, because we obviously had to debrief from this whole thing. I was like, oh my gosh, and all the Color Purple references. And she's like, I've never seen that movie. And I was like, okay, I should not be the one telling you to go and watch the Color Purple. Like, I'm I'm at least from the, the third from the bottom person on the list of people who shouldn't be telling you this. It's such a good movie. If you haven't watched Club Purple, please watch it. The best part is when he's making food for Sugar Free. <laughs> In the rocking chair? <laughs> Hilarious. So uh, good. Hilarious. Um, anyway, okay, so, Usher's dad calls, mm-hmm. which made me so uncomfortable, but his dad is played by the bass. Yes. Who I was okay with. So, Usher's dad calls and says, hey son, it's your dad. I didn't want nothing. Just thought I would call and say what's up to my number one son. I was uncomfortable the entire time. I was like, dad calls are so weird. Because like... But why are dad calls weird? Because... (laughs) Because... Okay, so... Let's talk about familiar relationships. I think as gay men, Mm -hmm. it's harder to relate to your dad because... My dad is, like, a, not a guy's guy. That's really weird. But he's, like, um, like when you think of, like, my dad and a man. Like, yeah. those two thoughts kind of coincide. Like, he was a mechanic. Like, he knows, like, he can build anything. He's a stereotype of 
a family man. Yeah, yeah. And my dad is a great, great guy. Like, super kind. But, like, I... I guess you know you're, quote-unquote, different from a young age before you realize that you're gay. And so, I think... You're gay? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, This is a safe space. Is it? No. (laughs) For them, yes. For you, no. Right. Now, constant (laughs) vigilance. So, I think... There was a wall that was put... I Like, I tell people all the time, like, I can talk to a brick wall. I cannot talk to my dad. It's it's so strange. It is it is the strangest thing to me. Because, like, I could literally meet a person on the street. But, like, I'm just like, hey, dad, how are the... How, like, how are the dogs doing? It's so weird. So, like, like phone calls with my dad last, like, two minutes. But I'll talk to my mom for, like, an hour and a half. It's Wild. it's so strange. I say that like I don't have the exact same relationship. I'm just yeah, like, huh? I'm like that, that's wild. Uh, but, but my but my also my relationship with my father is very different um, from that aspect because you've theoretically had your father your whole life. Right, I haven't. So like that's why like when I'm like talking to your dad, yeah, of course that's fucking weird. He wasn't there, and I'm like, no, no. He was for you, right. not for me. Two different experiences. Yes. We kind of got to the same Yeah, yeah. We, we hit the same stop sign. Different roads. Yeah. Um, the theme of this show. Intersectionality. Honey. Um, um, so his dad says, if you call me back, I'll give you a number. A number that me and your mom dug up on, and this is what they say, on the Googles.com. With the S. Yeah. I think that's just parenthood, though. They're like, have you asked the Jeeves yet? Mom, ask just ask, ask the Jeeves. <laughs> but also, I love that they call it the Googles, because that's one thing I love. Like, black people will add an S to anything like the Hunger Games. No, uh, not Hunger Games. Kroger's? Squid, Squid Games. Kroger's. Oh. Uh, I call it Kroger's. I yeah. thought it was Kroger's. I would have I bet money that it was Kroger's. <laughs> no. Until I saw a sign one day, and I was like, oh, they forgot this. I still didn't believe it. the S off, and got lazy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it's one of my favorite things of black culture is adding an S to everything. Child's play, it's Chucky. Yeah. Like <laughs> Um Anyway, I I anyway, so Okay. So there were still on the dad and all Yeah. Oh, okay. So his dad says, I don't know if you know who Scott Rudin is. Oh my god. <laughs> but I read that even his balls are pure gold. Scott Rudin has money. I don't mean to get all up in your business, but how else are you going to get some of your writing sold? We're going to pause. We're going to take a deep breath together. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to read the next line. He says, I hear Scott's a fag. Y'all got that in common. Mm -hmm. And while I do not condone gay sex, you've got a fat student loan. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So, Usher goes to the doctor, and the doctor asks him about his sexual life, and he says, I probably have sex, like, once a year, you know? And (laughs) so, Usher, he wants to prescribe Usher Truvada. He's like, you should have more sex. And he's like, I don't know if I want Truvada. He's like, you think you're too good for Truvada? He's like, go get turned out. Or, like, what the fuck are you doing? 
You're a gay man in New York. This is very similar to a conversation I had with my PCP one day uh, in Orlando. Because uh, I, I was getting uh, tested, which you should do regularly, uh, active or non-active every three months. You should be getting a full STI panel run. Um, and I was doing one of my checkups. I was not sexually active, but I was still on prep because one, you never know, and two, I'm better safe than sorry. Um, so I just remember, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be on it anymore. And he was like, let me tell you something. He goes, do you know who you are? And I said, okay, that's rude. He goes, no, 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 do you know your demographic? And I said, okay, we're getting ruder. And he goes, you have to understand, you are a young black gay man in the South you are more than 50 times more likely to catch HIV than anyone else, period, on the planet. Damn. And he was like, so even if you're not active, it is stupid for you not to be on it. And I was like, well, I have been put in my place thoroughly. <laughs> and I will be on prep. Thank you so much. Can I get a second opinion? Right, right. <laughs> <Back right. at laughs> you're just mad because you're a skinny white gay man, okay? And uh, that was actually probably my favorite doctor I've ever had. He was very real. I love that. Yeah. Because every one time... He but he unzipped his face and it was Rachel McRoberts. Please. He goes, he goes, are you sexually active? And I was like, yeah, sometimes. He's like, we love to see it. Was Please. Like, was he gay himself? Yes. I love it. Yeah, this man was a slut. Absolutely. Well, he's a doctor. Well, well he likes that fun. Well, so... <laughs> oh. Please. So, Usher enters Usher, the dating Usher. scene. Okay. Oh, this part. I now, can't. he enters the dating scene, but we've got to address the thoughts in your head, not T-H-O-T's. They well, all come out in, like, harnesses, skimpy underwear. Fetish wear. But I loved it. I loved it. They oh, were great. I loved it. It was great. Girls, boys, all of them. They were great. I, I can't help it, baby. <laughs> so... Because don't waste my time. So Usher says, Usher enters the sexual marketplace. And the under, the repeating line that the ensemble has is looking into hung. Open, download Grinder and open it and you'll understand the song. Like, <laughs> catfish somebody while you're at it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Um... <laughs> You should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price. Me, <laughs> fucking me. Oh my god, no. Uh, this, I'll let you read the lyrics if you're going to read the lyrics. And a little bit, talk yeah. About it. So he goes, "Inner white girl, it's no fun in this age of fuck and run, gay hookup culture." Um, here I practice white girl you in the hope. In, in hope that act will get me through, while still I'm stuck inside the skin, but also outside looking in. It's an exile in Gayville. Because Usher is not traditional. Uh, he's not what the... The gay community is very toxic. Yes. And if you are not a twink, a white twink... There it is. Or incredibly muscular mm-hmm. with, like... Less than 7% body fat. Yes. You are not sought after in the gay community. Correct. Okay. Usher does not fit those boxes. 
there's also a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of racism in the gay community. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. like to pretend that we're all one big happy family. Mm-hmm. And we can sit around and talk about how we all need to change and how everybody is toxic. But what's anybody doing about it? The white people are nothing. I got some chills on that one. Mm. Okay. So. Okay. Okay, so, thought one comes out and he's like, six foot two, 179 pounds, muscular, single, packing in the front and in the back, able to take care of all your anal needs. Just say hi. Okay. Just say hi is my favorite. Just say hi. Just say hi. Undetectable pause bottom, taking loads in the toilet near a, the burger joint. On 52nd Street, just steps away from industry and therapy. Come park it right here, gents. Don't be scared. Just say hi. This is wild. This is also... The, I, I remember showing... I was, I opened Grinder near Dylan one day. And he's like, is that somebody's ass? I was like, yeah, that's their profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> the gay people... The gay the people... Gay I'll people. say it. I didn't stutter. <laughs> are wild and out for no reason. And we must be stopped. You kind of do. Laid back, nice guy here. No agenda, no drama. Just checking things out. Maybe looking for a gym buddy. I love those. Just look at me. I need a gym friend. Gym friend. Top if it goes there. Just say hi. You know what's bad about all of this? Is that it's fucking true that yes. he probably opened his but grinder also, and wrote these profiles down. The, the words just say hi are in my bio. <gasps> But in a different sense, because it says, yes, my name is BJ. No, that is not what I'm offering. If you get crazy, I will let you know about yourself. Come correct with a hello. Don't come at me with a, is this what you're good at? Because I will block you after I screenshot your picture. So that's why it says, just say hi in mine. (laughs) Not in a, like, let's, you know, fuck around. Just say hi first. Yeah. No, I don't believe in pretense like that. Like, if if you want to fuck around, just tell me we're going to fuck around. That's, that's, that's yeah. I can't do that. I, I think people, that. people like that are like, do you want to fuck right this very second? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what a cute little chair. <laughs> Please. So, the thoughts say that Usher is too black, mm. his dick is too small, mm. um, and one of them says, and when was the last time you got your bussy information with Beyonce? This is the only part of the show I have vehemently disagreed with. There was a Broadway show that won... First of all, this won the Pulitzer. It's one of three shows in the last couple of decades that won Best Musical and the Pulitzer, alongside Hamilton and Rent. Yep. They said bussy. Love it. Love it. Extend the run. (laughs) Say bussy every night. Extend the run, though. This show is closing in January, and it is... It is unjust that yeah. it is closing in January. I agree. Um, so Usher says, not recently Adam for Adam, because as a general rule, I don't fraternize with terrorists. This he bitch called, called Beyonce a terrorist. He's wrong. And everybody goes, block, 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 <laughs> block, block, block. Me. Me and the is going, well, you're wrong, but that's fine. I, I get it. I understand. <sighs> there was a point in time where I was like, well, I'm not into pop culture. Because pop culture is not into me. <laughs> okay. So, 
I was there, like, I don't know, I think, I mean, I don't think I was ever anti-Beyonce. I don't think I could do that. Uh, but, like, I was anti-Taylor Swift without a reason. Okay. I still am, but I have a reason now, because now I've, I've actually listened to Is it to her, Welcome to New York? No, I've listened to her catalog, and I don't like it. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm not a, I have listened to her catalog. I like a couple of her songs. Yeah. Love Antihero. I, I love that shit right Couldn't now. tell you what, you what that song was. It's from Midnight that sure. just came out. <laughs> now, sure. I love the next couple of lines in this show, or in this song. Mm. They say, is that shade you throw a crutch? Bitch, you protest too damn much. What does Shakespeare call out in such a modern way? This is when theater teachers are like, let's set it in Detroit. And like, no, let's not set it in Detroit. Let's just do it. Chamba. Bitch, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> from Michigan is what the line is. Detroit is in Michigan. Why so sour? Well, we're both wrong. Why so <laughs> I've decided. Silencing black voices. Amazing. Do or don't you want to fuck? Okay, now this is where they got a little too loud for me. Mm. A little too rude. Mm. Yes, you're ugly. Yes, you're fat. But somewhere someone's into that. Yep. Don't be swindled by self-doubt. Just keep sending dick pics out. Exile in Gayville. It's literally, they're like, hey, I know you're ugly and fat, but someone will be desperate enough to, to, to be into that. So, so like, you know, just keep spamming your dick pics to people who don't want them. And maybe someone will respond. Oh. That... Is grinder in a nutshell. <laughs> that is not. It's not a good experience. Ooh, it's not a good experience. That's my favorite thing is opening a message that I've to someone I've never spoken to before a day in my life, and it's just like, hey, dick pic. It's too much. Or my favorite. I said hi first, dick pic. <laughs> okay, so it's truly a godless land. Grinder's awful. So a stranger on the train. Ask Usher what he's writing. And this guy actually, like, seems to want to know. I hate I hated this Pour scene. one out. Because I believe. Pour one out. So Usher explains that a strange loop is, and this is, this is real, is a cognitive scientific term about how your ability to conceive of yourself as an I is an illusion. But the fact that you can recognize the illusion proves it exists. Yes. Is that why, like, I think, therefore I am? Yes. Okay. We got through it. Don't expect anything else from me this season except Hades. <laughs> I just send out blank episodes until oh my 100. God. Um, the stranger introduces himself as Joshlet, which... Should have done. He was white, right? He was supposed to be white. He was supposed to be white, yeah. Okay. All the actors on stage are, are people of color, black performers. Yes. So, a lot of them... Okay, anyway. Josh Litt's white. Um, so, and the two flirt before Josh Litt's like, none of this is real. No, no. I'm fake. None of this is real. You've been talking to yourself. Crazy, crazy person on the train. And then leaves. Well, actually, one of the other thoughts hits on Josh Litt, and they leave together. Yeah. Which is dumb. It's his self-loathing that hits on Josh Litt and they oh, leave together. Because self-loathing has on this blue fur coat that I looked at everyone and was like, I will be stealing that after the show because I must own it. 
Oh, I can't wait to tell you what BJ said at Hades Town. <laughs> Me and BJ have a lot to talk about about Hades Town. Oh, no! So, Usher seeing second wave. Me stepping out of the shower. Second. Boo! I need to talk to Rachel. Do you feel better? No. Okay. The other day I said something, and Dylan said, who does that serve? Uh, I'm tired of people treating me with respect. <laughs> I hate it. How, how dare you try to want better from me? I don't. Why should y'all? Because we're your friends. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So Usher starts the song off by saying, I don't have AIDS. Mm. Same. And I don't care about my... I don't know. And I don't care about marriage. And I will never be pushing a loud ass baby around in a carriage. Fucking hey, baby. No, I'll just walk around with a scowl on my face like I'm Betty Free Davis. Betty Free. Yes. Betty Lee Davis. Free you, Davis. You have the lyrics. Well, this says Freedon. And I know that's wrong. Oh, because the second wave feminist in me is at war with a dick-sucking black gay man. Mm. Y'all, this show is amazingly written. Who's not looking for now? As much as 15 years later. And so the grinder crowd turns me into a chronic stay-at-home masturbator. When I go, when I want to go out on a Saturday night, I don't feel like I can because he's at war with himself. So, uh, okay, so, I watch them all do what they want, without fear, without having a plan. Meanwhile, he is, again, at war with himself, who is a dick-sucking black gay man. This show is wild. Okay. Okay, wait, hold on. It is Betty Friedian. Friedian? Oh, yeah. okay. She's a, a feminist and activist. Gay rights. We, sure. Okay. So, again, th okay, this one, I want to remind everybody that this one, the Pulitzer and Best Musical, this show should run forever. This show was amazing. These are lyrics. I'm not just saying this. So nobody comes on my chest, and I come off as sounding repressed. But maybe that's all for the best if I want something deeper and someone who thinks I'm a keeper. Y'all, BJ, this show yeah. is... I like it because like the thing about it is like it's like oh my god he's saying all these crazy things, but it's what you think every day. Yeah, you think crazy things all the time, so he just put it down, and they're saying it out loud. So good, it's so good. So Usher gets a phone call from his agent. Okay. Okay. So, okay, hold on. What is happening? Okay, Usher, Usher's agent calls him and says, Usher, we have a deal for you. I know it's been a few months since we last spoke, and I have no idea if there's any interest of you, but if you have any materials to send, we just got a call for submissions for something that's very exciting. And he goes, what is it? And everybody, all the thoughts go, Tyler Perry, Tyler, it's Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has decided that he's too busy with films and television, so he wants to get somebody else to write his gospel plays um, under his name. So, like, they will get paid for it, he, Tyler Perry will get the credit for it. 
and his agent says, and didn't you once tell me that your mother would love nothing more than for you to write one? Um, just write a sassy, matriarchal, lonely spinster who loves God, throw in a few color purple quotes, what do you say? And Usher says, I'm good, thank you so much, I don't think Tyler Perry would really like, like, what I have to sell. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't sell yourself short. He, and Usher says, the crap he puts on stage, film, and TV makes my bile want to rise. And his agent's like, I know, I know, you have integrity. Um, and yes, I know you think he sucks. Um, but no theaters will touch you right now. Um, and so he says, if I try to match what he does, he will see through my lie. Um, I'm looking to make my start, but I'm not so hungry that I would, like, lower myself to what I don't think is good art just to get a paycheck. Um, and so he sings a little bit of Today, and he says, I plan to change the scene for the better. And he goes, Agent Fairweather, are you still there? And then the thoughts come out and call him a race traitor. Uh -huh. And he goes, I'm, what? Who's there? My God. Okay. <laughs> the thoughts come out as famous black people throughout history. Mm -hmm. The first one comes out and says the following words. I'm Harriet motherfucking Tubman, and I've got a problem with you. I was sold. <laughs> I was like, I, okay, go for it. She has a gun. It was wild. And that was the thought with the shawl. Yes. That's you. Yes. Okay. Harriet motherfucking Tubman. Okay. I'm... Okay. Another one comes out and says, I'm Carter G. motherfucking Woodson, and I've got a problem with you. I'm Jimmy Baldwin. I'm Zora Neale Hudson. One of them comes out and just says that their names is 12 Years a Slave. <sighs> Me. <laughs> no. <laughs> not you. And then... A coffin, I'm not fucking with y'all, <laughs> a coffin rises out of the center of the stage and opens, and there's a woman in it, and he goes, who are you? And she goes, I'm Whitney Houston. I wanted them to win another Tony right there. It was so good. I just remember going, uh. Best <laughs> posthumous role in a non-acting category. Like, I don't know. Best non-performance role in a performance. I'm Whitney Houston. She was wild. She sang the I was like, shit. what? The projector is going on here. Please, like, when, uh, who was the first one? Was it 50 Cent? When they did the hologram of him? You know 50 Cent is alive! Did <laughs> <laughs> you mean Tupac? Not all holograms look the same. <laughs> Tell that to Jim. Um, Who's Jim? And the holograms. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was J-I-N. I was like, who the fuck is Jim? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Imagine how tired we feel. Rose McGowan. I know. <laughs> she, uh, raise, your, raise your voice to me. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Oh, okay. 
So Usher says, what do you want with me? And Usher says, to get you together, you're making me get my black ass out of my $20 grave to put your black ass on blast talking bad about Tyler Perry. Then there's a bunch of words Nathan can't say. There are a bunch <laughs> of words. There's one word said a lot of times yeah. that I can't say. And BJ will not say <laughs> Um, It's the N-word. Um, uh, but they're like, who the fuck are you? Word. Yes. And this, <laughs> this is when I was like, I wasn't, I knew this was coming. Yes. They had said it already in the show. This was the second half of this song, like, till the end. And so I was like, part of it was like, this is wild. This is actually happening right now. But also I was, I started looking around at like, how uncomfortable is, are the white people in the audience yeah. right now? Yeah. I think Elena was a little bit uncomfortable. I think so, too. Which is fine. Yeah. That, hey, your reaction is your reaction. Now, if it comes from a uneducated place, that's when we got some issues. issues. But, okay. 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 They tell him that Tyler Perry writes real things about their life, not to please white people. He writes about how black people feel, and he is the one that's in control. Like, what can't we do? So, he writes stories that they can swallow. He writes stories that they can follow. He writes stories about fat black women with weaves finding love and redemption with muscle-bound black men who own their own businesses and truly love the Lord. Mm. My, my, my. Now, okay. Whitney says, and just as somebody trying to tell everybody that you ain't nobody, so get off the stage and let Tyler Perry write real life, because Tyler Perry writes real life. Thoughts, BJ? Um, <laughs> Tyler Perry is a race traitor. Um, now, like, so here's the thing, right? It's a generational divide. Older people like Tyler Perry because they're like, well, look what he's doing for black people. They have jobs. They're they're getting seen. Mm -hmm. But the younger people are like, yes, but at what cost? Like, we're getting seen, but we're playing stereotypes that make us palatable to white people when we shouldn't have to do that to be palatable to white people. Mm -hmm. Being who we are authentically should be palatable to white people. I shouldn't have to be a mammy in drag for you. To understand what I'm saying and to laugh with me. Yeah. Well, and, but it's a, but again, like I said, that's that generational divide of older people being like, well, I think you guys are asking for too much. And the younger generation saying, well, I don't think you're asking for enough. Well, let's talk about this. Because there was a, okay, so it's kind of this generational divide that you're talking yeah. about. About like black people have jobs versus yeah, but they're doing this thing where they're like, you just said, playing a caricature of themselves yes. and like, that's how they're getting money. Dequina Moore, who was Chiffon in Little Shop of Horrors with Hunter Foster, and she was uh, Pilar in Legally Blonde, yeah. had a Broadway career and was a recognizable name. And then she started doing 
Tyler Perry shows, and she hasn't really been on Broadway since then. And a lot have people have said it is because she went and started doing shows with Tyler Perry. Yeah. I don't know about all that. That is just the story I've heard. I'm not trying to, like... But also a lot of people think, uh, well, Tyler Perry is not a good person to work for. He has everybody call him Mr. Perry, which I really don't like. Yeah, and he... The plays are derivative. Like, it's not... It's not good. Like, Tyler Perry things are not good. The only things that he's done that are good were things that are written by other people. That he's, like, produced? Yeah. Like, for Colored Girls? For Colored Girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... That's right, I knew that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not a trophy. I'm... I'm, Understanding black culture. I'm... (laughs) I've... I've gotten something wrong. (laughs) Don't think about this. Um, Learn from this. When you go to bed at night, take responsibility for yourself. You roll in your eyes like you heard it all before. Go ahead. It's the uh, Tyra monologue, y'all. <laughs> Look it up. That's another part of black culture. Um, Interesting. Vaguely. Uh, Is that more black culture or gay culture? Yes. Damn. The two are often the same. Um, well, that's because white gay culture stole from black culture. Correct answer. Yes. Um, I have a black woman in my spirit. Okay. First of all, you're offending like multiple yeah, yeah. multiple <laughs> cultures at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Steve. Settle um, down. Uh, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I was like, what's a generic white name? Um, all right, Tyler. <laughs> but yeah, no. So Tyler Perry plays are just they're not they're not good. And anyone who's ever watched them. They're, if you like them, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you like them. I'm glad you think that they're fun. Um, but I also think that it's important to realize what it is you're laughing at and why. Um, there's that. Um, but yeah. I, I have a lot of issues with Tyler Perry personally. Like, he says that he's not doing drag when he's in Medea. He is. Though. You're doing drag. You're, you're definitely doing, as a woman. You're, you're fully doing drag. That's drag, baby. Yeah. Okay. But anyway... Well, let's get it. Well, we're not done with Tyler Perry because no. now we're writing a gospel play. Yeah. My God. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to play out on stage differently, but it's just Usher doing all the roles. And I thought it was going to be them acting out the show while he narrated it. I was wrong about that. So... Usher says, I'm writing a gospel play because that's what people want. The show title will be Show Me How to Pray, a spiritual urban drama. Now, these are all different characters that are stereotypes in Tyler Perry shows. Yeah. Of, like, the woman falling on troubled time, who needs help, whose family just tells her to pray. And offers no other advice. And then a man who is... On... Semi also on troubled times. But they find love together and they make it work. I'm not gonna read this. Y'all can read it yourself or listen to it. Yeah. But I'm not about to get into this. It's very accurate. It's, it's every plot to every Tyler Perry it movie. It is. I have seen many a Tyler Perry movie, and this is exactly... Which, it's... 
I don't even feel like it's beating a dead horse because, like, it's exactly what it is. And it's, like, it it starts out funny, and then you're just like, oh, this is actually just what it is, and now I'm uncomfortable about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, this is his struggle to write what his mom wants him to write, what his agent wants him to write, and what he knows will get him money, but he also doesn't want to do. So, back at work, Usher tells uh, just a, a woman in the theater during intermission, because she comes up to him and she's like, how much longer is there an intermission? Um, I'm just going to say, what? I am sad that you're not going to talk about the tater salad, but Carrie, I really wanted to hear you do it. I'm not going <laughs> to I, we'll do that. We'll do that off recording. We'll do I, that. I wanted to hear. You. I was like, I'm ready for it. Like, I cannot oh, tell you how emotionally I feel like I'm wading in like troubled waters over here. I'm so just now like, we're doing spirituals. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I'll be your bridge over troubled waters. Is like a that's a Beatles song, isn't it? Bridge over troubled water. Yeah. Is it Beatles or is it Simon and Garfunkel? It's that one. It wasn't a spiritual, is all I'm saying. But I'm saying wading through the water is. Yes, and I didn't say that one. Wait, I did say. You did. I, you I said, said wading through troubled wading water. Wading through troubled water. I combined two. I am going to continue with what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, you, you almost got me. So, a woman asked Usher how much longer is left in intermission. And he just kind of like tells her, he's like, oh, you know, there's a couple of blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what's wrong? You seem very upset, and I have time. And so he's like, I'm, I can't keep writing my show because I don't know how to finish it. I also don't know how to finish it without confronting my parents. And if I say it in my show, when do I have to say it in real life? Yes. Mama. That was wild. Um, and so we get a song called A Sympathetic Ear. And she's like, what is your show about? Yeah. And he, he tells her everything that I've already told you. She's like, that's a lot. She is. She goes, well, I like Wicked. <laughs> Which. Mood. Amazing. I come up every year, every year to see my show. I'm from Miami Beach, you know, in Florida, like Dorothy Blanche, Sophia, and Rose. And all my life I've lived for others, made space for every dream except my own. But one day, I looked in the mirror and saw that I was old and all alone. So, don't play nice. Don't look back and think. Like, what could have been. Don't let doubt get in the way. Stay the course. Seize the day. It's very, very preachy. Yes. It's very believe in yourself. Um, If you're not scared to write the truth, then it's probably not worth writing. And if you're not scared of living the truth, then it's probably not worth living. It is preachy, but the thing about... It's not too preachy, though. There there have been preachy songs where I'm like, you gotta stop. Yeah. It was not that. Um, but this was like... It, it's, it's a call to hope. It's like, yeah, shit is rough, but if it's gonna be worth it, you gotta do it. Just keep going. Yeah. She Just keep swimming, baby. Just keeps swimming. She just hits play on Nemo the Musical. That's my dad. We gotta do that one time. Oh my god, please. That I'll be sloshed out drunk for. We'll do it in the lobby of the actual Nemo Theater. Please. <laughs> so you can't record in here. Climbing on stage. I've auditioned for this show before. Anyway. Twice. 
So, oh my God. here I am in my bedroom. So, <laughs> in my own little <laughs> corner, in my own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. Bitch! Okay. <laughs> uh, Usher's dad calls I love him. Bad Cinderella. <laughs> well, BJ, did you have fun? Because if you're going to act out, we're going to stop the episode. Now, if you want to keep going, we can. But if you're going to act out, we're going to stop the I'm episode. I'm just trying to distract from when I cried in the theater. Go ahead. So Usher's dad calls him. Oh, God. And asks him if he has HIV, like his cousin Daryl. Oh, my God. Now, this scene plays out. Like, it's a phone call, but the scene plays out. Yes. I didn't realize it was a phone call. Mm-hmm. First, I thought Usher had went and visited home. No. I didn't understand that until the end of it. So, Usher's family kind of just kind of starts fighting with each other about, like, a baby wrote the word cunt on your car, and also I'm pregnant again, and also I'm dating the girl you don't want me to date. And, like, they're all yelling, and Usher's trying to talk, and they're like, no, Usher, it's fine, like, we'll talk to you in a second, blah, blah, blah. And they're all yelling. They're all yelling. They're all yelling at each other. Some of them are kind of cursing at each other. And I think Usher at one point is like, hey, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And Usher's mom is like, who do you think you're talking to? That made me so upset. It made me so mad. I was like, you were cursing at everyone too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, they're the adults. Then act like one. So. Well, no. Because that implies responsibility. With great power comes great response to Trilla Trunks. With great power comes a great electric bill. <laughs> and I'm about to knock your lights out. Now, I'm... <laughs> Now, I'm going to trigger one BJ. Do you remember the TV being on in the middle of the night? Uh, BJ is mad. He may be out for the next song, but he is still here in spirit. And physically, I can see him. So, so, Usher's mom. Usher's mom. Okay, I'll tell you the story, like you asked. So, when BJ and I lived together, my ex... Who shall name nameless? Nameless. <laughs> remain da- remain nameless. It was Daniel. So, <laughs> had a friend that I did not care for. Who was at our house all the fucking time. I've not addressed this with Rachel yet, so I may get angry. I am angry. So. Oh, God, I want to be there that day. What? I want to be there that day. You want to be there that day yeah. when I talk about it? Um, You're going to be like Milan from Still Magnolias. Please. I just want to hit something. Um, So, anyway, I probably could run and he couldn't. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, we, he had a friend who was over at our house all the time, always stayed the night for no reason and would watch TV while he fell asleep. And so, we had asked him to stop and he didn't. And then BJ one night came out, he was asleep and he cut the TV off. And so, BJ got up later that night, and the TV was back on. And then that night, or that month, the electric bill was... $280. And it should not have been that, y'all. <laughs> it should not have been that. Because we were at school all day and then rehearsal all night. Yeah. So there's no reason for the electric bill to be that way. Okay. So, his mom asked him when he's going to write the gospel play. Usher decides to... Have you heard that joke 
the, the, the noise my voice just made when I said Usher's name. Have you seen that girl on TikTok? She's like, could a sad person make this joke? She's like, what does a DJ name his son? Eric. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that. So, Usher hooks up. Okay. I can't do this one. We get the song Inwood Daddy. Uh, it is. Trigger warning. Yes. We gotta put. I, I gotta make a, a, an actual one for the beginning. Usher hooks up with a white man. Okay. In a neighborhood in Manhattan. Okay. Who. Okay. I want to get into this with BJ. We kind of talked about it, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. So they bring a mattress out on stage. Yes. And then they roll out some of the boxes. <clears throat> and the one of the boxes in them has like a little, like an, an entryway, like table. Yeah. With a lamp on it. But the lamp is on the inside of the box, and it doesn't really light Usher and the guy he's hooking up with. There's some, like, overhead, like, nighttime lighting. But the lamp itself, like, the light from the lamp is hitting the box on the inside of the box, even though it's supposed to be, quote-unquote, in the room with them. Is that on purpose? I think so. I want to know. I want to talk to somebody. Like, that's my, like, deep question about, like, the technical aspect of the of the show is, like, explain the light to me. And, and they'll probably be like, it's just a light. Like, it's just supposed to be part of the room. It's the easy way to I take it I think it, it is just supposed to be part of the room because they're just the thoughts. I know, but it was so interesting to me. It is because it's like, it's like the room is spilling over into other parts of reality. Yeah. So, Usher goes to this guy's house. He is a white man. Played by my favorite of the thoughts. Antoine Hopper? Yes. With his glasses. Yes. He had the little glasses and the nerdy glasses on. Okay. He fetishizes having sex with black men. Yes, he's into race play. Which (laughs) is not okay. It's not a kink. It's just not okay. I mean, if you're both consenting, I guess, but, like... No, I'm king-shaming on this podcast. <laughs> I, I just... No, no. If I would have to, like... I would probably have to judo-chop you in your throat several times. Like If, if you, you even brought it up. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, no, don't ever... You know what? You don't need to speak to me ever again. It's now, quite okay. if y'all couldn't catch the vibe, this was the song where I was driving down the interstate with my mouth just, like, open. Yeah. Because I could not... I think... Honestly, I think it was my, like, white reaction to, like, oh, my God, this is on Broadway. And then, like, other people's reaction is, like, this happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, like, in my, in my like, scope of the world, even though I, I feel experienced, I'm just, like, I cannot fathom this happening. Oh, yeah, I've had it happen to me before. BJ, <laughs> okay, I don't, Rachel, not, not to the extent that uh, Usher goes through in the musical, because I immediately stopped it and blocked them, um, but yeah, they, they tried it, and I was like, oh, baby, this is, this is not what we're doing, not for me, no, thank you. I hated every bit of that story. Yeah, no, it's awful, it's awful. So he, he, this guy proceeds to call Usher the inward while thrusting deep inside of him. Yep. And they have sex. 
It's and it's not Y'all, I don't want you to think that it's like, oh well, it's just steamy wordplay. It is violent. It's it's violent sex. That's why I said it's a trigger warning. Like it's a it's it is very much not just race play, but it's race play in the sense that this is a white man dominating a black person into submissiveness. Is and getting off on that. It and yelling what he's thinking the whole time and you're having to watch it and you can't look away because hearing it is worse than watching it because i tried (laughs) oh no so it's there there are some shows with like some rough content and there and 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 different rough content depending on who you are like I think in Book of Mormon, if you can get through like Hasadiga Ibawai, you can make you can get through the rest of the show. Like some people, that would turn it away, turn them away from the show. It did me the first time I heard it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, now I, I just get angry because I'm like, Africans deserve better. But <laughs> they deserve better representation. But Karen, correct. Listen to Witness Uganda. What'd you say? <laughs> listen to Witness Uganda. Oh my God. But, like, this is kind of my, like, if you can make it through In With Daddy, you can make it through the rest of the show. Well, well, depending on your traumas. Ooh, that's right. Because while I I could make it through this, the rest of the show fully mollywopped my ass. (laughs) For me, this is when I was like, okay. Okay. Deep breaths. We'll get through this two minutes as fast as possible. Me watching the show. Oh, okay. So Usher sings a song called "Boundaries." He <sighs> says, "Why do I do? Why did I do that? What did that do for me? Mm. What a performance! Where are my boundaries? I threw my hands up. He blew my house down. All I ever wanted was to jump off of a precipice, launch my golden parachute, a win for the record book." Thought I had what it took, not as smart as I look, because now I'm practically in traction. And he talks about, like, literally what just happened. Yeah. How it kind of wasn't him, but, like, he still let it happen. Though, thought it would thought it would learn me if I let it burn me. All I wanted was to show that I was tough enough, big enough and strong enough. To slow down a speeding train, outrun the bulls in Spain. I swerved outside my lane, my brakes went out, and now I'm broken. And he said, at the very end, he says, I can't know freedom without clear boundaries. Till I draw boundaries, I have no boundaries. Yes. And that's true. Yeah. It's very true for people can't respect your boundaries if they don't know about them. Yes. And you also can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't make boundaries until you realize you need boundaries. Yes. Which is unfortunately sometimes a very horrible thing to experience. So this goes directly into a song called Periodically. Usher's walk of shame from Inwood takes him deeper into a strange loop, which is precisely the moment he gets his annual birthday voicemail from his mom. Mm. The performer who plays his mom needs a Tony. They put their whole foot in this. That they they acted the shit out of his mom. 
acted the shit out of it. Like there was because I like it was like I had suspended my disbelief and was like this this man is his mom and they're a bitch. And I'm gonna I'm gonna fight her. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna get on the stage and fight, fight my mom. mom. <laughs> um, God, wow, it was so good. It was it was horrible. It was so good. His mom says, I'd just like to remind you periodically that I love you, son. If you should ever forget, need encouragement, then you call me, son. I'm your mom and I've always loved you. Even Okay, first of all, we can stop there. We can stop there, had a nice voicemail. Yep. Happy birthday, son. But we don't stop there. Because And we never will. Because we can't stop there. Can't stop. Won't, Won't stop. stop. Even when you're doing can't me wrong. Feeling. I went through labor, hours of labors, to bring you along. And you mean all the world to me. You mean all the world to me. You're the reason I'm singing this song. This is the day that the Lord hath made. He has a milestone in my baby's life. You turn 26, and this will never happen again. You turn so, 26 on the 26th. Yes, and this will never happen again. So enjoy your day. You were born at 831 this morning. Ma loves you. You turn 26 on the 26th. I hope I'm the first one to call you, but even if I'm not, with the exception of our dear Heavenly Father, I am the one that loves you most. I'd just like to remind you periodically. Read your Bible. Don't put Jesus behind you. Periodically read your Bible, son. Honor thy mother and father, that thy days on this earth be long. Be encouraged. Ye may, be, you, ye may feel helpless, but Jesus is strong. And mostly, and most importantly, it's the reason I'm singing this song. Man is for woman. We just keep going. Man is for woman. Woman is for man. The rest is confusion and not in God's plan. All of these Hollywood homosexuals waving gay flags all day and night, sticking things up each other's buttholes. I'm telling you, son, that it just ain't right. It ain't right with God. It ain't right with me. And I'm just calling up my baby boy and reminding him of that periodically. And then Usher and his mom sing this together. He says, because I love you, I don't want your soul to be wasted. It hurts me so bad sometimes I can taste it. Hell is real, sinners burn, sinners churn in rivers of fire because of filthy, unholy desire. Oh my God. Don't repent because you know it would please us. You should do it so you can see Jesus. It's a lot, y'all. He doesn't want your soul to be wasted because of the pain of this world. He's done faced it. So despite all my pain and my strife, I'll just keep on praying you reprobate lifestyle isn't real this this is when i started crying this and was i was still silent crying at this point i fully had that conversation i fully had that conversation it's horrible yeah yeah that that is that is a parent telling you i love you but it is conditional on you being the uh the you i want you to be and because you're not, I'm going to use religious tyranny against you. But you're your own person. But you're your own person. I if you need you. me and BJ to tell you that, you are your own person. Love you. Love you, you know But also, God's going to punish you. Okay. Like, I, I, I was just sobbing at this point. Because I was just like, alright, well... And I just want you to know, if y'all need to tap out now, tap out yeah, now. Because it only gets, gets worse. worse. So his dad calls again. Mm. He doesn't want nothing. I just thought I'd call and say, hey, what's up? To my second born son. Some people at church saw some of your... Mu what's up? Notice that he calls him his second born son. When the first time he calls him, he calls him his first son. Why does he do that? 
because he's ranking him. He's like, hey, you're my number one son. But now he's like, well, now you're my second son. Oh. And your other brother, who kind of undeniably is more of a fuck up, is better than you. Gotcha. When all you are is gay. With a master's. (sighs) Okay. Some people at church saw some of your music. It's out there online in front of everybody. Just like somebody spray painted cunt. Mm. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. They're mad because people saw it. And yes. I mean, that was a given, but like I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> like this this it's real. If you don't like it, then change. Yes. Or leave. Leave my life. Because those are the two options you have. Yes. Change your life. I'm going home. <laughs> me. Me to me. Me moving to Florida. Um, <laughs> so, Usher's parents start to fight with him over him being homosexual. Him possibly catching AIDS. And Usher kind of just explodes. Yeah. And this is when... I told y'all about those black boxes, right? Or the boxes at the beginning, the six of them. The boxes move. This is like an hour and a half into the show. The boxes fucking move out of the way and a Tyler Perry house set just rolls up. Yep. I was fucking gooped. I was I was like, this has been there the whole time. And one of them, one of the rooms in the Tyler Perry house is a funeral. Yes, there's a coffin. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Nobody comes out of it. Nobody comes out of the coffin. I was... We were ready. I was... I would have... I would have bought another ticket to that show. I was so ready. I was like, there is somebody in that coffin. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway. Y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. This is where it gets the roughest. If, If you got some religious trauma, this is where the religious trauma is. So... Okay. So everybody... Okay, so there's the mom and Usher. Everybody else is like a choir member. They've got the choir robes. Usher puts on some choir robes. And they ask him to basically do a sermon. And preach about Brother Daryl, who is Usher's uncle, who is in the coffin. Because he has passed away. Now... This is all... Okay. Okay, anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Usher starts to act like a real preacher. Usher isn't acting as Usher. Usher is acting as a preacher that, like, his mom would approve of. So, we get two songs in one. I think this is, like, seven or eight minutes of song. Yeah, this is, like, eight minutes. It's it's Precious Little Dream and... A song called AIDS is God's Punishment. Again, tap out now. <laughs> I, I do, like, yeah. I will not blame you, I promise. So, mom asks, why do you hate her? Why do you hate us? And Usher yeah. says, I don't hate you. Um, And his mom says, you're getting up in front of these people and showing them how much you hate us. Not listening to the words he's saying. That makes me so mad when people do that. Asked and answered. 
I have given you an answer to the question. You just don't agree with it. Okay. Or you don't believe it, in which case the problem is a foundation of trust, not whatever you think is happening. Different, different story, though. Okay. So. Mom says, you don't love me. If you loved me, then you, would have made, you wouldn't have made your dad run out of here with tears in his eyes. If you loved me, you would have found you a church in New York. If you loved me, you would have brought me home a daughter-in-law and a grandbaby now, by now. If you loved me, you'd be able to fly me around the world like Tyler Perry. Mama, I'm not Tyler Perry. Yeah. If you loved me, you would have been able to do things for me. Okay. And because you can't, you don't. Okay. Um, she says he's wasting his time in New York, that the bank loads keep calling her house. Um, and she says, you're probably up there dressing and pretending like you're a white woman. Talking about you want a black man, like a real black woman would want to kiss you. The Bible says homosexuality is worse than mur murder. Okay, y'all... It's, it, it doesn't get any worse. It, I mean, she, she brings up her walking in on him, uh, when she was, right? Oh, no, 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 sorry. No. She goes, you're 26 and you're still kissing on men. Um, why couldn't you just be the daughter I always wanted? Um, I'll tell you why. It's because you're selfish. You're selfish. Ma'am. Uh, Ma'am. So... Okay. Okay. We gotta talk about it. Yeah. We gotta talk about it. So, okay. So Usher becomes, the ancestors start chanting, who, who the fuck is you? Also, noted, <laughs> this becomes a dream sequence yes. for the mother. Yes. Keep that in mind. Very important. Thank you. Very important. So, Usher becomes the preacher. Yes. He is no longer Usher. He, he is, is the, the preacher. preacher. The Lord put in my heart to sing the selection in honor of Brother Daryl, who was an abomination just like me, and I can't help but reflect on your husband's words to me at the age of 17, that if I ever acted on my lust for another man, that I would meet the same fate as Daryl, lying in there in the box. And those words have kept me HIV-free, but completely terrified ever since, because I realized then and there that the only thing worse than dying of AIDS was living with it. And hearing the people you love most say, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Can I get a witness out there, church? This is when I started sobbing out loud. <laughs> and the church is like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, can I get an amen? Amen. And so today, as we, bear, we, as we prepare to bear yet another un-HBO special, un-Oscar award-winning, abnormal-hearted, abnormal un-angel in America, black, queer, in the ground, it is important that we remember what God's word, your word, Tyler's word, and every fucking body else's word tells us. AIDS is God's punishment. Y'all. Y'all. I... If y'all have never been told this in your life, I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy for you. But I've heard it my whole life. I've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just... It... <sighs> it's not right. I'm... 
You should not have heard that. You shouldn't have heard because it. Because here's the if thing. you did hear you should never have heard that. Here's my thing. HIV and AIDS is not a gay exclusive no. thing that you can catch. Anybody can catch it. Okay. I, I just had to yell that. You know what you can catch for being gay? These hands? Period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Free delivery overnight uh, at your door tomorrow morning. Bop, bop, bop. And I do it again. But AIDS, HIV, maybe that's for anyone. Anyone who happens to have contact. Well, not con- well through fluid. That's how it works. Yes. Also, I don't know why it took so long for me to say undetectable is untransmittable. Also, having HIV or AIDS is not a problem. No! It's not 1970. You won't just die from it, quote-unquote, like you did then. You just, you have, you know, you just, you got another thing. So, that's put out there. And everybody's like, sing it. Sing your song. Go off. For the man who ain't living right, I, uh, for he who sins in the night, AIDS is God's punishment. But all darkness, all darkness comes to the light. Oh my god. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. The the Lord's gonna knock the dicks out of your mouth. It's like, this is wild. Y'all. It's wild. The thing that I want, if y'all are still here. Hey. Um, <laughs> I love you. Get a blanket. Um. The thing I need you to understand is that the reason why these things are written down is not shock value. The it's because they're real. The things are written down is because they have been said and are continuing to be said to young queer black people. I this whole song, you guys, uh, this whole song has been said to me on many occasions my entire life. Still, I'm thirty-two years old. Well, I'm twenty-three. Let's Allegedly, see. yeah. Um, all the records that I have control over say 23. Um, and they will until I die. This is my whole life. I've heard this. I've heard heard and been told by parental units and others things like this. So, I don't want you to think that he's just saying these things for shock value. He's saying it because you need to understand that it is that trauma is very real and it happens all the time. I also would like to point out that them saying AIDS is God's punishment is being repeated throughout the rest of the whole this song. song. The whole song. It is the background. With like a beat of rest. AIDS is God's punishment. It, the whole time. The whole song. I I told BJ, I would love to know what that sheet music looks like. <laughs> like, Tear you know? Tear stain. That's what the sheet music looks like. And so he, he I mean, to, to get to the point of it, he preaches about the downfall of gay men. Yes. And so... While they're doing this, the choir is, like, clapping. 
And we got to talk about it. They also kind of shine the lights into the audience for yes. a second and back down. Okay, so here's my question. Here's a, if, if you're working on that strange loop, I, I need you to message me privately at boozeandbroadway at gmail.com. Because Wyatt, when the audience is lit up, and if you're a performer, you look out into the audience. You do. You do. Don't lie to me. You do. Never once. You're not a performer. So, I'm kidding. How, how dare you limit me? Oh, my God. Limitless. You're right. I was a dancer. We a also got dancer the same grade in baby. I'll um, kill you. I'll kill you, Dad, on this podcast. They'll never know. So, I would like to know. Okay. So, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me actually get to the point. So, for once in this podcast, they're clapping and the lights come up. And I was like, who's clapping along with this? And there was a white woman in the front row clapping and she was proud. And I was like, I don't think you get what's happening. No. I think the point of this show went over your head. Yes. Now, if you're working for A Strange Loop and you're listening and you got this far, I'd like to apologize. And then secondly, I'd like to ask for you to email me at boozeandbroadway.com at gmail.com. And tell me, if y'all look out and see white people clapping, do y'all say, gotcha? Like, you know, uh, yeah. like, do you're like, they, they truly don't get it. Yeah. They just really don't. This whole experience has gone above your head. You don't understand the, even, you're not even attempting to understand the plight of white people. So I need y'all to message me. Um, because I looked and I was like, y'all shouldn't be clapping. No. So, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I will never clap during a show. I will never clap. Cynthia or Revo could try to get me to clap, and I'd be like, I really just want to listen to you sing. Thank you so much. I would clap for Cynthia. Um, if Cynthia asked me to clap along, I would clap along. I, but barely. I hate clapping. I don't want to be a part of it. I paid for the seed. I don't want you to dance in the aisle. Lion King's cool. I'll allow it. Y'all are trying to get to Pride Rock. The new king has been born. But. I see you, and I raise you Nemo. I don't clap for Nemo. No, in the aisles. <laughs> I don't like it because I have to turn my head because I usually sit really close. Oh, that's on you. Anyway, do it on the stage. Just do it. It's up there. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> so, I'm just saying I wouldn't have clapped anyway, but I was like, this is, we shouldn't be clapping. No. Please stop. Like, <laughs> the whole point is that this is a fever dream of homophobic it's a triad of homophobic slurs and um, misconceptions and untruths. Yes. And you're clapping along to it because you think it's a gospel song. Because you're not listening. Please shut the fuck up and listen. Just stop. Listen to the words that you're clapping along to. And if you are clapping along because you are listening to the words wow is this not the show for you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honey, please leave. Yeah, this is, uh, you're not, you're not, oh my god. So while that's, uh, towards the end of the song, even the mom is like, stop, stop yeah. this. And so Usher stops the song and goes, you wanted a gospel play. This is the only way I know how to do it. Mm. So Usher's mom. Okay. She tell Usher, she hugs Usher. Y'all. Just like the end of Hades Town, I thought we had it. They had me in the first half. Because she hugs Usher and she goes, you are loved. And I, that almost got me. I was like, finally. 
And she goes, I know that you're struggling with homosexuality and we can work to get this out of you. His mom will never get it. She'll never get it. And that's his mother. She'll never understand him. She'll never understand her child. And because of that, she'll never be able to love her child. It's... It's... So... It's true. It's, yes, it is yes. honest and it's true. And it's the only way... You can't... You can't just give somebody a happy ending. Nope. Okay. So his mother asks him if that's how he wants to end the show. With like this caricature of him, her of her, and this such a negative light, and she says, I, and he says, I'm trying to depict real life from when I was a kid. Like this happened, and she's like, Yeah, but you're 26 now. Yeah, drag him. <laughs> Why haven't you started healing? Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. So he says that for him, for his view of his parents to change, he also has to change. So he sings the memory song, which is wild. Um, he sings about being in high school, being in gym class, being in the locker room, and like memorizing every everything that happened in the locker room. Yeah, I remember my high school. Well, not high school, middle school locker room experience. Changing really fast and then running out. Um, cause straight men are mean. So oh, straight men are the worst. Yeah. Uh, these are my memories of one lone black gay boy I knew who chose to turn his back on the Lord. Guilt and shame, Jesus' name, church every Sunday, these are my memories. Eat his body, drink his blood, communion buffet, these are the memories. Sweet and sour memories. Um, after church, we're driving home to Radio Crackle. Uh, for one the. Oh, and this it just repeats that he is a lone black gay man who mm-hmm. chose to turn his back on the Lord. My mom is napping on the couch and dad cuts the grass while I watch TV all day, young and the restless, like one lone black gay man. Um, and he just kind of talks about his life and he's like, I was just by myself in my house and I kn- knew I was alone. And not having that lived that exact thing, but, like, being in the house, and I'm like, I need to get out of here. Like, I need to be in college, or I need to be... Like, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm moving out of Tennessee. I have to get out of here. Yeah. So, with his back to the audience, Usher wonders, what's going to happen when the show actually ends? He reflects on himself, his relationships with others, and what would happen if he were to change. And he just says... Change is an illusion, and we are in a strange loop. Mm. I'm not going to ask if you had fun, because this show isn't... Well, It's not meant to be fun. I mean, <laughs> it's that's a wild-ass time, and it is enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys some backstory. Nathan already knows this, because he's, he's listened to me rant for the last... Many years. Um... <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We won't. <laughs> I won't. I know it better. It just says seven years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, years. <laughs> Someone edits it. It's like 43 years. I'll kill you, Dad. Please. Um, so, like, backstory. Uh, my uncle 
passed away from AIDS uh, related uh, causes uh, almost like a year uh, after I was born. Um, and that uh, destroyed my mother as a person. Uh, at least as far as uh, her relationship with the LGBT community. She had gay friends, like her best friends were gay. Uh, everything, my uncle died, she cut, every, she cut everyone off. She quit talking to them. She, it, they had betrayed her because they killed her brother. Mm-hmm. That is unhealthy. <laughs> um, also, you have to understand that uh, I grew up in a Southern Baptist household for the most part. Um, my great-grandfather is a Southern Baptist preacher. My grandfather is a Southern Baptist preacher. My father is a Southern Baptist preacher. And I was meant to be the fourth in succession. Like, quite literally was groomed to be the fourth in succession. I am a preacher's kid. Um, Only man who could have a love me. Like, yeah, not of a preacher, man. man. Um, so, it's like deep black south church. Like, that. that is, that was my upbringing. Yeah. Um, so, I remember looking at Nathan and saying, you know, it's weird seeing quite literally my entire life being portrayed on stage. And like and, and not in a oh we're black, it's relatable, oh it's gay, it's it's like every experience that Usher wrote about in this musical I have gone through. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh and you know, therapy, we're medicated and we're learning. Um Honey but all that to say the this was one of the most evocative shows I've ever seen in my life, hands down. Because like normally you can ask Nathan, I go to theater and I just sit there and like nod along or dance. But look, I have I have no emotion on my face. I'm usually cracking jokes the whole time, being completely inappropriate. Wait till Hades Town. Um. <laughs> that man was fine. Um, but, but, like, I never cry during theater. Ever. That's a rule. I I just don't cry in general in life because it may, gives me headaches if I do. Even if it's just a little, like, two tears, I have an instant headache. Mm. Um, but I cried for 20 minutes nonstop. Just nonstop. Out loud, sobbing. I'm pretty sure I interrupted the show for quite a few people. Please. Um, a la Nathan Hades Town. But. Yes. I warned the people around me. You did. And I didn't know to warn the people That's around me. It was um, Elena. It was Elena. And she looked like someone had hit a deer in front of her. Um, not with the car. They'd punched it. Um, punch it. Punch it. So. Please watch. This musical, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in ways that I did not expect it to. I hated it in all the ways that I knew I would. Mm-hmm. Um, in like in that that you hate the things that are you. Um, so I hated it because it was very self reflective, and I was not uh, medicated for that because um, I didn't take my pills with me to New York. <laughs> Whoops! Um, and now we know. Uh, so yeah, and it, it's a wild thing to navigate. If you're a white person, please watch it. Yeah. Please watch it. It is a travesty that it's closing in January. Uh, I get why it's closing because, uh, you, 
the majority of theater goers, unfortunately, are white people because they're the people who can afford to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, it is a show that is showcasing the black experience, and white people don't understand that, so they don't like it. The when, two women that we referred to. When we, we left to. the show, I was, like, freshly tear-stained, cheeks red, swollen, looked like I had, like, just been fucked up, right? And these two uh, older white ladies were like, oh, that was the worst musical I've ever seen. And I'm like, then you clearly need to watch it again, because you didn't get it. Yeah. You didn't want to get it. You didn't want to understand what that musical was about. Yeah. Sorry, it's not Mamma Mia, but, like, watch it. Because what they, you're invalidating an entire demographic's experience because it's not something you find relatable. Right. And that is gossip. No, um, <laughs> feathers. I do want to say two things about the show. Yes. Um, so. We support a, Beyonce. Yes. Yes, um, <laughs> we support um, Beyonce. Uh, there were a lot of big name producers. Yes, uh, RuPaul was one. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson became the second black woman ever to EGOT mm-hmm. because she helped produce this show, which I think is super cool and and worth saying. Um, also, the day after we went was the day we saw Hades Town, but they were doing and and I did not find out about this until after we had gone and seen it. Because it was, it was, we were getting ready to watch the next show. Yes, 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 yes. They were doing on the on the twenty eighth. Yes, the twenty eighth. No. Of October seventh. The twenty seventh of October. Sorry, on the twenty seventh of October in twenty twenty two, they did a big black and queer night at a strange loop hosted by Bob the drag queen, where everybody in the show, everybody in the audience was black and queer. I don't know if it was black and queer or black or, or queer, queer, but they were all black. And everybody in that audience, like, was there for what the show stood for. Yes. And I think that is so cool. If I had known about it and I, like, again, I don't know if it was black and queer or black or queer. Yeah. Me and BJ would have gone. Yeah. I, I, I We would have rearranged our trip for that to happen. I, I, that sounds so cool. Um, But I... Uh, but yeah, they had that night. I think that's really, really cool that they were able to organize something like that. I think it's very important that they organize things. Because, like I said, it's it, theater, especially Broadway theater, is hard to be accessible to a larger audience who isn't rich white people. Yeah. Well, you see, you see all these articles about, like, oh, The Lion King did, like, a, like, sensory-friendly version of the show today. And I'm like, that is great. It shouldn't be an article because, like, you should, you also should, should have that. Also, should have that, or you should do like every Sunday is a sensory friendly yes. performance. It, it, you shouldn't be applauded for doing the bare minimum. Honey, You're making a show accessible to people shouldn't be something to be applauded for because it should already be being done. I mean, smash cut to um, oh my God, what is her name? She won the Tony for any uh. For Edo Annie. Oh, 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 shit. Um, it ain't so much a question. Fuck, what is her name? I want to say Tanya, and it's not Tanya. Not Amber. Fuck. Allie Stroker. Allie. It was like, I was like, it's an A. It was oh, the the year she won her Tony where she beat Amber Gray for Hadestown. Yes. And, I mean, it was kind of going to be one of them. They did not have... Weird wheelchair accessibility to the stage to the Tonys. 
You knew, and they knew that she was a front runner for the award. You knew she was nominated, so there was the potential for her to be. Not even that. Not even you knew she was nominated. You, as an Academy, knew she won because you had already voted. Okay, per. And you didn't preemptively think to make the stage ADA compliable. She literally was like off to the side. She was off backstage to accept her fucking win. Because she's in a wheelchair. This this has become a, a huge... Yeah, different but, fight, different yeah, fight, different fight. Yes, but, like, I, fear I, is yes. wild. It should be accessible. I wish the show was running longer. I wish it was, too. It will tour. We deserve it. it will tour, and it will Y'all, be the wildest it. tour. Please watch it. It's going to be so good. I it's going to be so good. I hope it comes somewhere near. I hope it comes here, because I want us all to go watch it again. On it, I'm, I might not be able to, but <laughs> I'll buy a ticket. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I want it to. I doubt it will come through Nashville. No, it won't. No, it's, it's too southern. It might go through it's Memphis. Too, it'll probably go to Atlanta. To the to the Orpheum? The Memphis, yeah. Yeah. It might go to Atlanta. Atlanta's close enough. We can go. I don't know. It might go to T-Pac. It did win Best Musical. True. I'm sorry. It's not T-Pac anymore. What is it called? Tennessee uh, Performing Arts Center. Is it T-Pac still? I thought they changed their name. No. Oh. It's T-Pac. Anyway, BJ... What you got to say before we go? <laughs> you say anything uh, you want to. You know. Not guys, anything. <laughs> um, if you're listening, you know, stay black. Protect your magic. Um, it's a hard nut life, like Annie once said. Uh, okay. But we out here. We're doing it. Um, and we have other shows to talk to you about from New York. Yeah. That's the next, awesome. The next one's going to be Wild. Yes. We also have to talk about that. Uh, logistically. Okay. Um, But... I hope you guys had fun. I hope you... I hope you learned something. I, I was about to say, I hope you were uncomfortable. Because yeah. as BJ says, and I think I said it, you have to sit in something uncomfortable to learn to from learn it. To learn from it. Yeah, you gotta be uncomfortable so, to learn. So let's all... Re- go ahead and replay this episode. So yeah. now the shock's out of your way. Yeah. I need the views anyway. I'm Actually, kidding. Actually, here's what you should do. Now that you've listened to this episode... Go listen, listen to the Listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Get a better understanding of the soundtrack and then go back and listen to what we say and so you can figure out. On so a different device yes. so I can get the views. Yes, 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 on a different device. <laughs> so, Thank you. My gosh, guys. Like, have a great week. Comment, subscribe. Buy merch that I don't have available. I do have it. Tell us your thoughts about A Strange Loop. Yes, please. Message us on the Instagram. Yes, on the grams. On the grams. So, like, like a person who has drunk too much in the end of every show, it is time... To black out. Why has it got to be black? There it is. Because it should be. There it is.